Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're covering AEW Dynamite from 519 and Impact from 520. So let's get this show on the road, shall we? Let's start with AEW Dynamite from 519. We start out with Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Now, for those of you who don't know, Christian Cage, for those of you who don't watch AEW, Christian Cage is a heck of a heck of a ring performer. Matt Seidel, most of you might know him from Ring of Honor. He's incredible. So you put these two in a match together and you're like, wow, what am I going to get? What am I expecting? Could this be this is incredible? Could this be better than what I hoped? Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, this was the best match I have seen in a long time from AEW. It was incredible. It was back and forth. Two veterans showcasing what they could do. Nice to see two veterans in a ring fighting each other. Instead of fighting, you know, bickering back and forth. AEW is very good at showcasing their veterans. And I'm very impressed at the fact that they're letting their veterans shine when they deserve to shine. And giving them credit where credit's due. Because the veterans are the reason that these other superstars are here. They're the, they paved the way for these other superstars. So they should be given the credit where the credit's due. But this match was incredible. This match was absolutely liquid fire. I love this match. This is a match I recommend you guys go look at on social media because it is incredible. It is fantastic. Of course, Christian Cage Denwood did win that match with his finisher, the kill switch. Incredible finisher. Fantastic. Afterwards, he helped Matt Seidel up, hugged Matt, and then Taz started. Taz was on commentary. He'd been on commentary because he knew Christian Cage was going to be facing Matt Seidel. Taz is killer on commentary. He is great. I love Taz on commentary. Taz is fantastic on commentary. But he has a tendency to run that jaw just a little too much. And he started with Christian Cage. Ricky Starks comes out and claims, Oh, I'm the best. I'm the baddest around. You guys think you're so good. You guys think you're so tough. Blah, 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 blah. Ricky, sit down. Shut up. We don't care. Move on. Anyways, he come out. Here comes Team Taz. They're beating the heck out of Matt Seidel and Christian Cage. Who comes out to help but none other than Hangman Adam Page. Yay! So happy to see Page. He's literally taking him out left and right. Page is doing great. Actually gets the upper hand on Brian Cage, which I'm excited to see that one too because they are going to face each other at double or nothing on the 30th. Excited to see. Of course, they almost had the upper hand, but of course, Numbers game again, not expecting. Checked him out, left him laying in the ring. Taz laughing as he walked out. Blah, 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 blah. Move on, Taz. Don't really care. Bye bye. Eddie Kingston and Moxley have a match against tonight, tonight against the Acclaim. They cut a promo talking about how they acclaim. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you another prediction, another little spoiler here. The Acclaim released a video on AEW Dark. For those of you who don't know AEW Dark, go look it up. It's on YouTube. It is something I recommend you watch because it will get you, kind of introduce you to AEW a little bit and give you a feel of what AEW is all about. They also have a program on Monday nights called AEW Dark Elevation. Another great way to get introduced to AEW and get a feel of what the AEW roster has to offer. But they cut a promo the Acclaim did on AEW Dark making fun of Moxley and Kingston. 
So Moxley and Kingston fire back at the acclaim, basically telling them, you're running your mouth, you're talking smack, you, you got nothing on us, boys. We're old school. We're both veterans. We both know you two are just little punks who are trying to show off, and we're going to show you up tonight. Nice. So then after that, we get Eddie Kingston and Moxley versus the acclaim. Now, before this match even got started, the acclaim, for those of you who have never seen them, they like to rap when they come out. Max Caster and, you know, they love to rap. They are, they're, some of the raps are absolutely hilarious because they always pick on the wrestling team, whoever they're facing, they always do. Max Caster always comes out and goes, yo, yo, you get the whole thing. You know, they get the boom box, they got the rhythm, the acclaim. You know, they're going around, but they actually did something that Max Caster should not have done. He kind of stepped over the line. He went after Moxley's wife, Renee. Basically saying something that was very disrespectful and very rude. And of course, Anthony Bowens came out and goes, Hey, we were talking about her podcast. Guys, what you said about her was rude, it was crude, and it was disrespectful. So, of course, what would you expect for Moxley to do when you disrespect his wife? The, you know, the, you know, he's about to have a baby, a beautiful baby daughter, and you're going to disrespect him? What do you think is going to happen? He beats the daylights out of Max Caster. The daylights. It gets nasty. It gets ugly. It is a really killer match. Now, keep in mind, Max Caster and Anthony Bowen, the acclaim, are now the number three spot in the rankings for the AEW Tag Team titles. Moxley and Kingston are number four. They're under the acclaim. The number one contender now is the Varsity Blondes, and they're supposed to face uh, the Bucks tonight for the titles. So you've got three of the top stars that are going after the three top teams that are going after the Bucks titles all in matches tonight. Of course, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley wins that match elevating them to the number two spot in the ranking. If the Varsity Bonds beat the Bucks tonight, that elevates the Moxley and Kingston to the number one contender spot. Interesting to see how this is going to go. Interesting to see who's going to face who. It's going to be an interesting fight. Marzez, one of the, you know, one of the con, you know, one of the interviewers tries to catch up with Chris Jericho to get the scoop on whether Inner Circle is going to accept the challenge against the Pentacle in a stadium stampede match at Double or Nothing, where if Inner Circle loses, they disband forever. He comes up on Jericho, and Jericho's standing there talking to none other than veteran Dean Malenko, talking to him about you know what happened. He's got a brace on his arm because he dislocated his elbow in the Blood and Guts match. They're talking. Jericho basically tells him, you're going to find out, just like everybody else tonight, where we stand and what we're going to do. Now, as you can see, I'm in the middle of an area, in the middle of a conversation, so could you please run along? Shoo, shoo, shoo. Nice talking to you. Bye. Tony Schiavone is talking to Scorpio Sky and Ego a a a Ethan Page about what is going on with this whole thing with Darby Allen. They've been attacking Darby Allen for months now. Constantly going after him ever since he became TNT champion. And we couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. It came to a head right before the, right before their last, you know, blood and guts when Ethan Page threw Darby Allen down the concrete stairs and they just slung him. So it kind of came to a head there and they're trying to figure out what their problem is. Yes, you know, well, what's your problem? What's the big deal? Well, Darby's music hits. Sting's music hits. Sting, 
It gets dark in the arena. Snow starts falling. Ah, winter has came to Florida. Woo-hoo-hoo. Excited to see winter in Jacksonville. He comes out. They basically ask Sting, you know, step aside. Move out of the way. You know, what beef is with Darby? You're just getting in the way. You're just going to get hurt like everybody else. Da-da-da. Ethan starts picking on Darby. Yeah, it's did it, 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 it just keeps going on and on. Darby comes out from behind, nailing Ethan Page with his skateboard square in the head, knocks him down, takes him out. They're basically trying to tear him apart. Scene comes out, literally beating the daylights out of him with a baseball bat. You know, Scorpio, Scorpio, you know, Deathlock uh, on Scorpio Sky. It just gets nasty, ugly. Tony the whole time staying out of this. It gets even worse because Dark Order comes out to help Darby and them with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Dark Order has a big problem with these guys because these guys basically have disrespected Darby. They're the reason that Darby lost the TNT Championship last week to Miro. They have a problem because Darby faced Preston 10 a couple of weeks ago for the TNT Championship, but he did a tribute to their late leader, the late great Brody Lee, by making Darby, because Darby made a tribute by, because when Brody was champion, he used to put that title on the line and open challenge every week. Brody defended it every week. Never once did Brody miss a defense. He was always there. For those of you who don't know, Brody Lee passed away not too long ago. We miss John Hubbard. We miss him desperately. He's so lost to us. We loved him so much. For those of you who don't know, who may not be familiar with wrestling, or maybe, and don't recognize Brody Lee or John Hubbard, he was also known as the late great Luke Harper of the Bray Wyatt family. We miss him. We miss him desperately. We're so, so, so lost without Brody Lee. So, Darby, in tribute, did the same thing Brody did. Defended that title week after week after week after week. When he faced Preston 10 and Preston lost, he lifted Preston up. They shook hands. He took, because all of Dark Order wears a black band on their on their arm in tribute to Brody Lee. He took that band off and raised it to, <clears throat> to the sky, giving his tribute and his thanks to Brody Lee. He has always said Brody is the TNT champion. He always will be, no matter what. Ethan Page and them cost him the match last week, which upset Dark Order because you disrespected Dark Order. So they come out. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky take off running. They are terrified because Dark Orders, there's more numbers. They are outnumbered by a long shot. When it pans off before it goes to commercial, you see Darby Allen, the Dark Order, and Sting all standing in the ring together, unified. I'm telling you right now, if Brody was alive, Brody would be proud. He would be so proud of where his team has gone, where his faction has come, because they have come full circle, and they are. he would be so proud of them. He would be so proud of every single one of them and what they've done. He would be so grateful for what Darby had done, because Darby did a fitting tribute to Brody, a fitting tribute, and I'm very grateful that Brody, I'm very grateful that Darby did that for Brody, and you know, I'm very grateful. I really am, and I'm pretty sure that Amanda is too. He has done so well. 
I, 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 we miss you, Brody. We really do. We miss you. Uh, like I said, every Wednesday night when it comes on AEW, they always do the tribute. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. And I, 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 it's it's a tribute to Brody, and I miss him dearly. And I'm I'm glad that you know we got the opportunity to see him, and we got an opportunity to see what kind of a man he was. He was impressive, guys. He really was. If you don't know him or you've not seen him, go look him up on either WWE, WWE as Lou Carper or AEW as Brody Lee. And I promise you, you guys, you won't be disappointed. John Hubbard was a great man, and I, we really miss him. We really do. Wrestling fans around the world still are not quite over that loss. We're just not quite over it yet. But Dark Order, like I said, they, they unified together with Darby and Sting, and it was good to see. It really was good to see. Moving on. The Pentacle. MJF starts making fun of himself. How Chris Jericho calls him the pineapple. I love that he calls him the pineapple. I think it's hilarious. I absolutely laugh every time Jericho does it. He's making fun of himself. If you can't make fun of yourself, who can you make fun of? It's funny to watch. He claims that he's the guy that gets the last laugh. That he's better than everybody else. And you know it. And all this. FTR claims that they can't go... You can't go after the titles because they keep getting blocked. They're not allowed to... Please, guys, you're not even in the rankings yet. Shut up, sit down, and be quiet. Get a ranking spot, and then you can talk. Uh, Sean basically shows uh, shows his butt and acts like he does. That's how Spears does. That's just how Spears works. That's how he rolls. You get tired of seeing Sean Spears after a while. Uh, Tony Blanchard basically says... You know, Tully makes the statement that they are just better than everybody else. And da 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 and then they said, if you decide to do this is your last match, if that's what you decide, Inner Circle, we're all for it. Because when you're in the pinnacle, you're in it for life. Really, MJF? Seriously? Seriously? You guys can't even find yourselves out of a wet paper bag without cheating. Come on. Inner Circle are the kings of cheating. Do you really think they're going to turn down an opportunity to beat y'all to finally prove uh, definitively who's the better faction? Come on. Don't underestimate Chris Jericho. When you underestimate Chris Jericho, that's where you screw up. That's where you get your butt handed to you. Just, I'm preparing you for the worst, and I'm getting you ready because, MJ, you're about to cruise down a road. You don't want to cruise down. Sit down. Be quiet and just be cool because you're disrespecting veterans. That's exactly what you're doing, and you're going to bite off more than you can chew. Moving on. Kenny kissing up. He calls, uh, he basically is calling, they're calling him the, uh, the mascot, calling a uh, mascot of AEW. Really, Kenny? Orange Cassidy's the mascot of AEW? Keep in mind, Orange Cassidy is in the back, sitting in the trainer's room, because he had a match with Pac. He literally got injured in that match, and had to be, basically, they, basically, Kenny made sure that it would be a DQ, a double count out, so they would have to have a triple threat match. Kenny basically bit off more than he could chew. But he's sitting there kissing up to Orange Cassidy, telling him, oh, you're just the mascot of AEW. You're not a wrestler. You know, why don't you go back over there with best friends and do what you do best? And Don Callis is with him, and they're running their mouth. They hand him a document telling him that he forfeits his right to be in the triple threat match. And that later on down the line, somewhere in the distant future, Orange Cassidy will get a shot at the AEW title. Orange rips the document up in front of Don Callis and Kenny. The whole time, Don's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You really think for a second that Orange is going to take himself out of a match? A chance to take on Kenny, Omega, and Pac? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Don begins to get noisy, and Kenny claims that he could be injured or he could end his career. Do you really want me to put you in a one-winged angel? But you use that same story every time. Oh, I'll beat you in a one-winged angel. Come on, Kenny. Use better things than that. You know you're better than that. Stop kissing up Don Callis and stand on your own two feet. Well, he goes on and on and on and on. And on. They give him another document and tell him, basically, think about it, Orange. Think about it. You make your decision later. Well, you don't have to rush into it now. You make your decision later. And that promo ends. Kenny Omega, I'm going to say this one time, is a dang good performer. That man can bring the, he can sell tickets. He can sell out arenas. He does not need Don Callis to be running a show and teach, you know, teaching him bad things. This is not Kenny Omega. The Kenny Omega we know defeated Chris Jericho fair and square in an Alpha versus Omega. It was an incredible match in New Japan. He didn't have Don. He didn't have the Good Brothers. He did it on his own. He didn't even have the Bucks. He did it on his own. Any match that Kenny has ever been in, he does things on his own. And now he's with that dumb, goofy idiot, Don Callis, who seems to be showboating and riding on Kenny's coattails. Trying to be big and bad and making Kenny look like an idiot. Come on, guys. Kenny Omega is better than this. Don, you need to sit down, shut up, and be quiet. Because guess what? I've got another spoiler for you. You're no longer an executive vice president of Impact. You're just a manager. Ooh, burn. Ouch. Sizzle. Guess what? That means you're also a competitor. If Tony Khan and Scott Demore want to stick you in a match, they can stick you in a wrestling match and make you wrestle. Ooh! Ouch! Eek! Hello. That's what's happening, guys. That's what's going on. Ha <laughs> ha. Funny. Inner Circle enters the ring. And they are prepared to give us our answer to the Pentacle. Ortiz talks first, telling him he's not happy with what they did with Santana, getting him arrested for stabbing MJF with a fork in the middle of a match. That when Santana gets back, the you know the sparks are gonna fly. You boys are gonna get what you deserve. The beatdown's gonna come. Get prepared. Of course, Sammy basically says, "Hey, we want to fight. We want we want it now. We're not taking it over for an answer. We don't care. You guys just get ready." But Hager comes out and says, hey, I want to fight too. I want this match. I want to see these guys go down. I want them to know that we are the best faction in the world. I want them to stop talking smack about us. I don't care what the cost is. If we don't accept it, he says we look like schoolgirls. Or the B word. I'm not going to say it, but you know, like them, the B word. You guys can put it into interpretation what I mean, but the B word. And Jericho speaks. He says, I wonder. Is, is if this is worth giving up our family forever. He starts talking about being thrown off the cage. And how was it worth it? Was it really worth it to go through the pain? Was it really worth it to go through the suffering? Was it really worth it to watch my family basically begging him not to throw me off that cage? Basically, was it really worth it to, to, to anybody? Was it really worth it? He's like, yes, it was worth it. A thousand percent, yes, everything we've done this far was worth it. So, with that being said, if we can't beat them, then we don't deserve to be together. Hell is coming for the pentacle. And we are coming for your face and piss on your grave, is what he said.
they said yes to the match. So on May 30th, there will be a stadium stampede match. Pentacle versus the Inner Circle. If the Inner Circle loses this match, they must disband forever. Guys, last year at Double or Nothing, Inner Circle had a stadium stampede match against the Elite. Guys, they have the upper hand. They did a stadium stampede. They know. Now, for those of you who don't understand, stadium stampede basically means they're fighting in the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium all over it. The field, the back rooms, the locker rooms, the pool, the stand. Yes, there is a pool. The stands, the you know, the bar, the party rooms, the newsrooms, you the box office seat you know the box seats they're fighting in everywhere guys they had a match last year against the elite in Matt Hardy in this particular same kind of match inner circle has the upper hand because they know the Jacksonville Jaguar stadium inside and out now for those of you who don't follow AEW or have not watched AEW I'm going to give you a little, little thing here a little something to help you guys understand what they're doing in the Jacksonville Jaguar stadium guys the owner of, the, of AEW Tony Khan is also the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars football team Ha-ha! There. Daly's Place, where AEW is taking place right now, is right next door to the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. It's on the same property. They are side by side. Hence, Stadium Stampede Match. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I suggest you guys, if you want to watch it, get on BR Live and order it. It is it is on the 30th of May. Go on BR Live or Fight TV and order this thing. Because I promise you guys, if you want to see really what AEW can do, go watch Double or Nothing. Because it is full of surprises. It will surprise you. It will shock you. You will love it. I promise you will not be disappointed. It will give you a great idea of what AEW is all about and what they have to offer. Jay Cargill, she's been having a lot of problems lately with many people wanting to be her manager. Jane Car Jay Cargill doesn't really need a manager. This girl could stand on her own two feet if they let her train and let her really be good. I told you guys, Jade could be something special. She really could. The problem is, is she's only got two moves. She's a bodybuilder. She's not ready for ring yet. She's not even trained properly for ring yet. But, of course, she's had some issues with people wanting to be her manager to get her trained. Chris Jericho's old lawyer, or should I say MJF's old lawyer, comes up and tells her that he wants to work for her, not with her. He says, look, we could call ourselves Team Jade, and I, I could do a lot for you. I did a lot for MJF. I could do a lot for you. Da -da -da -da. Uh, dude, you didn't do anything for MJ. And John Moxley beat MJ. You don't read the fine print in your paperwork. Moxley beat MJ. What do you think? You think you really have a chance at helping Jade? You couldn't even help MJF. What makes you think you can help Jade? She shoves him out and tells him, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. My opinion, Jade Cargill don't need a manager. What Jade Cargill needs is some training to prove to prove that she, definitively that she can stand in a wrestling ring. Because right now, she's not impressing me and she's not showing that she can. I'm not impressed with her. I need to see more. You need to get her a trainer and you need to start training her because she, all she has is two moves and they ain't that great 
and she ain't that special. She could be. She really could be if she gets the proper training. You guys are not training her properly, so she's not showing me what she can do. She could be a fantastic competitor if she's given the training. That's my problem. Red Velvet versus Serena D for the NWA Women's Title. Wonderful match, guys. If you guys have not seen it, go look at it on social media. This really showcases what the AEW Women's Division is all about. It is incredible. It is fantastic. It is electrifying. Great, great women's match. I stand by my women's division, and these two girls are the top notch of that division. They are fantastic. This was a great match. If you guys don't know what NWA is, NWA is owned by Billy Corgan. It is a great wrestling division. You need to go check it out. They've got some really good competitors. Of course, Serena D does have that title. And, of course, Serena D did retain that title. But Velvet didn't give up without a fight. It was a heck of a fight. It was a great match. I was impressed. Color me impressed. Looking forward to seeing who Serena D's next challenger is going to be. Looking to see how long she can hold that title before she's dethroned. Interested to see. Marzez finds Pac waiting for Kenny outside. He wants to talk to Kenny about this match that he's trying to take Orange Cassidy out of. He's he's mad. He's very mad. He's really mad about him getting involved in this match between him and Orange Cassidy. He, Pac is furious. You don't make Pac mad. You just don't. Uh, he says he don't like being made a fool. He really doesn't. And he says, now you're dealing with the bastard pack, Kenny. Not pack, the bastard pack. And I'm warning you, Kenny, get in my way and I will take your crown and you'll have nothing left to stand for but a sad little Don Callis. That's pretty much how he felt. It's pretty much, I'm looking forward to this match on May 30th. I told you guys, you want to see what AEW's got to do? Get on Fight TV. Get on BR Live. Order Double or Nothing. Watch it. I promise you guys, you will see what exactly AEW is all about and what they can showcase. If you can't afford that, go to go to YouTube. Look up AEW Dark Elevation. Look up AEW Dark. I promise you guys, you will not be disappointed. There are many ways to see how, what AEW showcases and what they offer. And I promise you, you'll be a fan. I promise you won't be disappointed. Of course, we get Austin Gunn. With Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. I have a big problem with Anthony Agogo because Gogo really gets on my nerves. The boy is a boxer. I will give him props. He is a gold medal boxer. I am happy for him. I am proud of him for that. My biggest issue is, is the fact that he's a little too hard. He's a little too edgy. He's a little too rough because he uses his boxing moves in a wrestling ring. This is wrestling, Anthony Gogo. This is not boxing. You live in the United States. I get it. You're from England. I promise you, I'm happy you're from England, but you live in the United States. You're representing the United States now, buddy. Don't be going... But anyways, it ends up being a medical stoppage because he hits Austin so bad that he injures Austin Gunn. Bad move. For those of you who don't know who Austin is, Austin Gunn is the son of Billy Gunn. Now, everyone knows Billy Gunn. If you're a WWE fan, you know Billy Gunn because he hung out with the road dog, Jesse James. The New Age Outlaws. We all know Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is now on AEW. He has his brother's son, Austin, and Colton over to let them wrestle in AEW to give them a new, fresh start where they're outside of WWE. You can only imagine what... You can only imagine what Billy Gunn is thinking right now. He is probably ticked off at Anthony Agogo. 
You know he is. You really know he is. He grabs the American flag and tries to start with Cody. Cody and him get into a huge spit spat because they have a match at Double or Nothing on May 30th. They get into a huge, huge spit spat. It's a nasty spit spat. That the refs have to come break it up because it gets so bad. It gets really bad. Interesting where this match is going to go. Interesting where this fight's going to go. I'm excited about this one. Really am. SCU. You guys who listened to my podcast last week heard the bad news about SCU. Their deal, if you didn't, I'm going to re-reiterate. Re-catch you guys up. SCU have been on fire in the tag team division. Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels have been a phenomenal. Shout out to my boys, SCU. They have been phenomenal. One of the best tag teams I've seen in a long time. They had a deal that if they ever lost a tag match, that they would break up forever. We would never see SCU again. Fast forward to last week, they had a match with the Bucks. They lost that match because the Bucks cheated. They completely and absolutely made a mockery of the tag team division and cheated, causing Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian to lose their title match and to lose their tag team match, forcing SCU to break up. Marzez is talking to SCU, trying to figure out exactly where they go from here, what's going to happen. Christopher Daniels has a really bad eye. I mean, his eye is bad. It's real bad. He hit the pole. He really got hurt. You could tell that Nick Jackson knew he was hurt. This was not key fab. This was not something, you know, that was fake. It was real. The color from Nick Jackson's eye, you know, face drained. They're best friends outside the ring, guys. SCU and the Bucks are real close outside the ring. I mean, they're like brothers. They're real close. So, when that happened with Christopher Daniels, you know it had to scare Nick Jackson. You know it scared Matt Jackson. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Because his his face hit the pole. And, it, I mean, look, there was blood pouring. It was, it was gruesome. It was awful. It was terrible. I mean, real bad. Christopher Daniels, guys, is 52 years old. He's a 52-year-old wrestler. He's been wrestling a long time. And to take an injury like that... It's got to be devastating because, I mean, it, he could have lost his sight. It was that bad. It was that dangerous. But he walks up and shakes Frankie Kazarian's hand, talks to him and says something to him in his ear, and then walks off. Kazarian basically goes off on the entire elite, telling him that you're the reason SCU doesn't exist. You're the reason that all this happened. And I'm not going to stop until I take every single one of you out one by one. Because you have caused a lot of problems. You were our friends. You were our best friends. We we trusted you. And you go into this to us. You could have ended Frankie Kazarian. You could have ended Christopher Daniels' career. And it, it bugs Kazarian to the point that Kazarian can't take it. So he basically makes out a channel. Calls out the elite. And lets them know he's coming for him. He's not playing. Guys, like I said. This, this is sad because SCU is a great tag team and I hate to see them split like this. I really do. But Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels know what they're doing. Daniels has been in this this business a long time. So whatever Daniels chooses to do outside of SCU, I give him all the support in the world and I suggest other wrestling fans across the world do too because he deserves that. He deserves that more than anything. He's a great person. He's a great, great man. Great, great performer. You know, I love Christopher Daniels. I can't say anything bad about Christopher Daniels. I loved him in Ring of Honor. I loved him in New Japan. I love him in AEW. I will always forever be an SCU fan. And it just, 
it bugs me that it ends this way. It it just does. It it, it bugs me as a, as a fan, and it may bug you guys too, and it may not for some of you. And that's that's your own hang up. If you you, know, you got something to say about it, put it on social media. Put it on my social media and tell me. I would love to hear what you guys think. But to me, I just don't think that that was fair to Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Not the way I wanted to see SCU end. Really, not the way I wanted to see it end. Sammy comes out during the commercial. Sammy has a tendency to do this, guys. He does this a lot. He's known as the sign man because he carries a lot of signs with him. And a lot of the AEW, you can go back and look it up. Look up Sammy Guevara. You will see them. It's on his social media. He has a vlog. If you guys want to go check him out, he has a vlog. Yes, Sammy Guevara has a vlog, The Spanish God. Go check him out. It's hilarious. It's absolutely fun. I highly recommend it. But, uh... He comes out with these cue cards. It always has something on it, and he's always one after another. He picks it up, and basically, he tells the Pentacle they have the home field advantage, and at Stadium Stampede 2, they will see them on the field, boys. He lays down the thing. He lays the gauntlet. Boom! We have the home field advantage. We've got you. Bye-bye. Looking forward to seeing that match. Really am looking forward to it. As you guys all know, Miro is the new TNT champion. He's only the TNT champion because of e Ego, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky. I have a big problem with these two, and I'm with Dark Order. They need to get their butts beat down. But Miro, of course, is the TNT champion. And he just found out that he has to defend his title at Double or Nothing. Tonight, he just found out. And who does he have to defend his title against? None other than the Murderhawk Monster Lance Archer. Yes! Archer finally gets a shot at his title again. Woohoo! I've been waiting for this. I was hoping that's what they were setting up last week when he came out. So hoping. So hoping he was. It's, it's going to be an exciting match. I suggest you guys go see this match. Go watch this match on pay-per-view. Like I said, Fight TV. BR Live. It, May 30th. Go order it. Go watch it because it's going to be an incredible match. But anyway, he comes out and he's talking about basically picking on Darby and how Darby lacks the motivation. How Darby's just a little punk. Yiddy, 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 yiddy. Next thing we hear. Five, four, three, two. One. Everybody dies. Out comes Lance Archer. For those of you who don't know, that is his entrance music. And it's incredible. Not only does Archer come out, but he comes out with none other than veteran Jake the Snake Roberts, who is his manager. Love Jake being on that. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. He comes out and basically tells Miro, shut up. Be quiet. You're running your mouth. I'm sick of hearing it. He mentions that he didn't win the first time when he faced Cody. But on May 30th, it's going to be a different game. He's going to walk out TNT champion. Please, please, Tony Khan, I beg of you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, give Lance Archer that title. I want to see the Murderhawk Monster with that title. It would be his first title in AEW. It would be incredible for him. It would be incredible for Jake. Make this happen. Anywho, Miro disrespects two veterans. He disrespects Jake Roberts, and he disrespects Diamond Dallas Page. Now, for those of you who don't know, Diamond Dallas Page and Jake Roberts are kind of, you know, Archer's kind of close to both of them. So, to hit that was not very smart. Everyone knows Jake Roberts, and everyone knows DDP. You don't 
play around. Here we go again with somebody from the other company disrespecting veterans. Sit down. Be quiet. Give the respect where the respect is due. I'm expecting Jake to pull something at double or nothing. Could we see a snake? We might. Could we see a DDT? We might. Who knows? Could DDP show a diamond cutter? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I'm excited to see this. Of course, we get our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your main event. The Young Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes for the AEW Tag Team Championship. <sighs> trying to figure out what the heck is on Nick Jackson's head. Nick Jackson comes out every time him and Matt do looking like they walked off of a dang modeling shoot. Like they're GQ, boy, GQ magazine boys instead of wrestlers. They, they look absolutely stupid. It's dumb as heck. I mean, they look awful. Tony basically calls it an exploding cockatoo. Because that's what it looks like. Guys, go look this up on social media. Go look up Matt and Nick Jackson's outfits. I promise you this thing looks like an exploding, like a cockatoo exploded on his head. It's awful. It's terrible. I mean, what the hell? And, of course, they think that they're bad. Don Callis comes out, goes to ringside, da, 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 goes over and sits down. Michael Nakazawa is outside, acting like a little groupie. They hand you, but hand them their little thing. They're a little showboating, blah, blah, blah. They're disrespecting, being so disrespectful. And they're basically disrespecting, you know, New Japan and ROH. Cutler comes out looking stupid, as always. Come on, Brandon Cutler, you're better than this. You look like a dummy. Stop walking around looking like a dummy and stop being their golden, you know, their little kiss-up boy and do your own thing. You're the dragon. Come on, fight back. He comes out looking stupid, as always. The people in the arena are shouting, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out. Still... They look like they just walked off a modeling sheet, like I told you guys. Griff Garrison, so amazing in this match. He was incredible. Brian Pillman Jr., absolutely amazing, fantastic, incredible match. I mean, they were really good. The match was great. It was a great back-and-forth match, but then the Bucks had to do what they did with SCU last week. They had to do it one more time. Brandon Cutler sprays a can of spray into the eyes of Bill Brian Pillman Jr., Julie tells the ref and they get caught. So they try the spray paint, spray can again, but instead they spray it in Julie's eyes. Julie is their partner. They're, you know, Julie Hart, she's fantastic, young upstart, great wrestling performer. I'm excited, you know, excited. They spray her in the eyes. It gets nasty. They again cheat, hit with the spray can. The Bucks win again, but what they ain't expecting is... <laughs> Moxley and Kingston come out. Guys, with the Acclaim losing their match, Varsity Bonds losing their match, guess who the number one contenders are for the, in the Bucks titles? John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They come out and beat the daylights out of the Bucks. They tear the Bucks apart. They even go so far as to steal their watches. They steal their $5,000 pair of Jordan shoes. They steal their socks. Oh, gangsta type, gangsta type. Love it, Kingston. They literally destroy the Bucks. Destroy them. Now, I'm going to make an announcement, guys, and I want you to pay close attention. For those of you who are watching AEW Dynamite, or for those of you who want to catch it, if 
you haven't seen it yet, it is on TNT. It will not premiere this. We will not show this Wednesday on on TNT because of a pre-record, basically a pre-sports thing that's going on on TNT. Instead, AEW Dynamite, where on Friday, May 28th, this Friday coming up, on TNT at 10 p.m. Go check this out. I'm promising this is going to be the one before Double or Nothing. So I suggest you want to see where the sparks are going to fly. You want to see what's happening. I'm going to tell you, you need to see it. Here's some of the things you will see on Friday at 10 p.m. The Celebration of the Inner Circle. Miro defends his TNT Championship against Dante Martin of Top Flight. Orange Cassidy gives his answer to Kenny Omega as to whether he wants to give up his rights to the match. Moxley and Eddie Kingston face the Bucks at Double or Nothing for the titles, guys. It's been announced. I'm announcing it now. Catch it again. Moxley and Kingston face the Young Bucks at Double or Nothing for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Guys, remember, it starts on Friday. On Friday, May 28th at 10 p.m. on TNT. Don't miss it. Now we move on to Impact for 520. First, we get Raju with Shay versus Jake something. This match was incredible. If you guys have not seen Impact, go look some of the matches up. I'm warning you, you're not going to be disappointed in Impact. Impact brings the fight. They really do. Of course, it was a great match. Expected Shay to cheat. He didn't. Surprisingly enough, he did not. It ended with Jake something winning that match. But something gets mad. And takes it out on Shay for trying to cheat. Guys, he did try to cheat at the very end. He did try to cheat at the very end. Raju just stands there at the top of the ramp and doesn't do anything to help Shay. He, uh, something gets a chair and starts uh, basically tossing it around the ring. He stands up a table in the corner and then he spears Shay through it. Raju does nothing. He just stands there. He doesn't know what to do. Doesn't even come help his former partner. What's going on with Shay and Raju? Is Raju going on his own? Has he turned on Shay? I don't know what's going on. This is interesting to see. This is an interesting development. Not quite sure. Taylor Wilde wants Deanna Parazzi's title. We've known this from the beginning that she wants that knockout championship. Any way she can get it. We know this. This has been established. Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K tell her basically you know we don't mind helping you out but you know maybe we should go for something a little bigger maybe we should do something else taylor tells tania well guess what you have a singles match tonight against kira hogan are you ready for that think you can handle it big girl you think you can bring the big game <clears throat> she basically then tania tells her don't you think the knockout titles would help achieve singles goal if you had the knockout tie the tag team titles you could, that would elevate you to De, you know Deanna's level. Guys, Taylor Wilde's already there. She don't need a championship to put her there. She's already there. Taylor tells Tennille she doesn't like the way she's cheating that she cheated it under siege. She's not happy with it at all. Not happy with it at all. She also says, also gets in Caleb's face and told him, Stop FaceTiming me. I'm not going to answer you. Caleb's FaceTiming Taylor. Does Tennille know this? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Interested to see where this is going to go. I'm curious about this one. 
Rachel and Jordana basically are going off on Scott Demore about losing their titles at Under Siege. I agree. That was a crappy way to do that. Crappy, 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 crappy. <clears throat> Scott Demore needs to do something about it. He needs to stand up for the girls and basically say, hey, look, no, 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 no. Y'all get a rematch. It's only fair. Y'all should have to face these girls and get your titles back because it was nasty. It was awful. Kira Hogan with Tasha Steele versus Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K. This match was a good match. Tennille really showcased what she could do against Kira Hogan. I was impressed with her. I was very impressed with her. She showcased what she could do. She did a great match. It was a very good match. Of course, Tennille Dashwood did win that match. Yay! So happy to see Tennille win that match. That made me feel so good. After the match, Tasha Steele is peeled about losing. About Kira losing. So she attacks Tennille. Guess who comes out? Susan Kimberly and Deanna Parazzi to help with the ambush. They get in there and start fighting. Beating the daylights out of Tennille. Tennille is majorly outnumbered. Well, in the middle of that, Taylor comes out to help. And Caleb, they get in the ring and start fighting back. Chaos ensues. It gets crazy. All of a sudden, out of the blue, Havoc comes out to help Tennille, Caleb, and Taylor. What the heck is going on in Impact right now? Whoa! They're fighting. It's great. It's literally boom, 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 boom. Decay enters from behind. Susan, Kimberly, Deanna, Tasha, and Kira scatter, leaving Havoc, Tennille, Caleb, Taylor, and Decay standing in the middle of the ring going, Bring it, women. Come on, bring it if you're scared. They ran. The minute they saw Decay, they ran. They're absolutely terrified. They want nothing to do with Decay. They weren't expecting Havoc. They definitely weren't expecting Decay. You can imagine if Rosemary had shown up. Whoa, that would have been a mess, a nasty mess. Finn Juice is having an interview about their tag team match for their titles against Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. They basically say they'll be keeping their titles. After the match is over, they're heading back to Japan tomorrow, and they're going to <clears throat> be, on, be, uh, be in line waiting around <clears throat> the block for their titles. But the will, they'll be watching Ace and, uh, and Fulton anyways. Finn Juice has been on fire, guys. Finn Juice has been absolutely on fire. David Finley has impressed me every week. So I'm looking forward to seeing what rabbit Finley's going to pull out of his hat this time. Juice Robinson impressing me too. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Finn Juice has a good chance in beating Fulton and Austin. A real good chance. A strong chance. So I like this interview. And I'm looking forward to seeing what these boys are going to do. Before they go back to New Japan. VSK versus PD Williams. For those of you who don't know who VS, VS, VSK is. He is from AEW. He's also from AEW Dark. If you want to go check out VSK. And see what he's all about. Go look at AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. This man is incredible. He is fantastic. One of the best performers I've seen in a while. He brings the fight. In every match he's in, he brings the fight. Petey Williams, fantastic. Absolutely bad boy. Bad boy to fight. But this was a dang good match, guys. They both 
brought the best out in each other. They showcased what they both could do. But, of course, Petey Williams did win that match. Not a shocker, not a surprise. Looking forward to seeing what else VSK can do in Impact. Really looking forward to it. TJP's on a roll in the Swingers Palace. Here we go again with the Swingers Palace, guys. And so far, and so, and so is Faha Baha. Dressing as a Swingers, Swingerella to pay off his debts that he owes. Swingerella, guys. Baha, Swingerella. That's hilarious. Absolutely funny. TJP says, I need a tag team partner. Baha says, I'm game. Petey enters and says he wants a match against TJP and Baja versus him and Josh Alexander. Decay flashes in and then back out after having a confrontation with Hernandez. Now, guys, Hernandez and Decay have been having confrontations for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see what else goes on with this fight. As for TJP and Baja versus uh, Josh Alexander and uh, Petey Williams... This is going to be an interesting tag match. I'm interested to see where this is going to go because these guys, all four of these guys, are fantastic competitors. And when you put all of them together, this is going to be an electrifying tag team match. It's going to be an interesting match. It really will be. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Now we move on to Moose. I told you guys Moose was going to be a threat. I warned you guys he was going to be a threat. Moose basically has a confrontation with Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and Doc Gallows. He's having his, you know, his little promo out there talking about how he's coming for the king. That he's going to take his crown and he's going to be the new Impact Champion. He's standing tall. He's looking good. He talks about his football career. He talks about his career in TNA. He talks about how dominant he is. Moose is incredible, guys. This guy is an incredible performer. One of the best. I absolutely love Moose. To see him go against Kenny is incredible. In the middle of his little promo, Kenny and Don come out, and Don basically disrespect Moose. He absolutely disrespects him in the worst way possible. Here we go again with the disrespect of veterans. Moose is a veteran, Don. Sit your butt down. You used to be the ex executive vice president for Impact. You're now a manager. Shut up. I told you they'll put you in a match against Moose or one of them if you don't be quiet. But he couldn't be quiet. He had to keep running his mouth talking about how unsuccessful he was in his football career. How unacceptable. Come on, guys. He's the longest reigning TNA champion. He only didn't keep it because Swan barely beat him. Come on, guys. Moose is on fire. Moose is electrifying. Moose, basically, Kenny gets on there and tells him, Oh, come on, I'm going to beat you. You know, how would you feel if I got you in a one-winged angel? Moose stepped in front of him and goes, You really think you can get me in a one-winged angel? Come on, show me right now. Moose doesn't flinch. That boy don't back down. He doesn't back down. Kenny goes, Oh, you want to see? You want to see right now? He starts and takes off his jacket, starts unbuttoning his shirt. You, you want to see me put you in one right now? Here comes Doc Gallows. He caused up even more trouble. Gallows is on the outside. And then Kenny goes, Ha 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 ha. See, I. You should never trust me. You know, you know I never come alone. Da, 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 da. The lights go out. And there's a big flash. I mean, a bright, bright flash in the middle of this. When the lights come back on, Sammy Callahan is standing in the middle of that ring. Literally, the elite bail. They bail. Because they know they can't take on both Moose and Sammy Callahan. They just know they can't. Moose turns and looks at Sammy. Sammy turns and looks at Moose. And there's like a little confrontation between the two of them in the ring. 
and it goes to commercial. When we come back, Moose tells Sammy, I don't need your help. Sammy tells him, I know you don't, but I'm sick of Omega, and I'm sick of the Good Brothers running or running around and running all over our company. If the two of us unite, we're better together. If we don't, impact fails. Impact falls. We are, we are, the, we are the ones that can take them out. We're the ones that can stop them. I like this, guys. I like this. I like where they're going with Sammy Callahan. Sammy could be a really seriously X factor in the fight between him, between Kenny and Moose. He could be a strong X factor. I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to go with Kenny, Moose, Gallows, you know, Don Callis, and, you know, Callahan. And Moose, I'm looking forward to where this is going to go. This is a really good setup with Impact. I like it. I like where this is heading. I'm looking forward to it. We move on to Rachel versus Grace. Did not see this one coming. These two literally did not even know they were going to have a match until the last second. This match was incredible. These girls really showcased what they could do singly as well as a tag team. They really brought their A game, and I was impressed. These girls really should still be tag, you know, knockout tag team champions. They really should. It's only fair because these girls are incredible. They are so incredible, guys. Go look them up on social media. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed in these girls. They are incredible. Of course, Rachel did win that match, but after the match, they hugged each other. That's true sportsmanship. That's true friendship. That's true tag team friendship. When you can face each other, and at the end of the day, hug each other. That is true sportsmanship right there. Props, props, props to impact. I'm impressed with y'all. Thank y'all very much. Brian Myers gets mad about being called bad mood Brian by Cardona. He gets so mad he's talking about it, going off and off and off. Cardona comes from behind and attacks Brian Myers. It turns into a nasty brawl. Here we go again with the Matt Cardona-Brian Myers fight. Did we not learn? Brian Myers has beat him twice. Come on, guys. Move on. Move on. We get to the main event, guys. The main, ladies and gentlemen, this is your main event. Impact World Tag Team Championship match. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus David Finley and Juice Robinson of Finjuice. Fantastic match. Incredible. Both teams brought their A game. David Finley back on fire again. David Finley blows my mind every week. This man blows my mind every week. It's incredible. Fantastic match. Great match. Best match of the night. Ends with, of course, Finjuice retaining their titles. They, they said they would. Yippee, I'm so proud of y'all. Woohoo! After the match, Violent by Design comes out. Here comes Eric Young and his boys. Eric presents Rhino's Call Your Shot trophy that he won way back in the beginning of 2021. This Call Your Shot trophy gives, just like a Money in a Bank contract, gives them a right to any title match they choose. They're cashing it in. And they do cash it in. So it becomes Donnering and Rhino versus Finjuice for the tag team titles. Come on, guys. Finjuice just had a grueling match. You've got to be kidding me. It's a squash match. There's no contest. Violent by Design wins the tag titles. So now, Daughtery and Rhino are now the tag team champions. What's going to happen? 
of course, Finn Juice does get a rematch. Contractional rematch because they were tag team champions. The Violent by Design are getting a little too deadly for their own britches, and it's starting to worry me a little bit. I'm very disappointed with the way Impact went with this because Finn Juice deserved more credit than what they got. David Finley has been you know, on fire since they got there. And you disrespect them by handing the titles to Violent by Design? That bugs me. That bugs me really bad. I don't know exactly what's going on. I don't know if it's because Finn Juice and them are going to be over in New Japan for a while. Of course, you guys, if you don't already know, New Japan has had, not had show, shows since May 9th. That's why I haven't done any. For those of you who know, you know I'm doing podcasts on New Japan for wrestling. I haven't done any because since May 9th, they've not had shows because there's been another outbreak of COVID-19. So they've got another lockdown in place. Four of the, or nine of the wrestlers came up positive. So they've had to cancel shows. So they've not been able to have any matches. No matches whatsoever. So I'm curious as to what's going to happen with Finn Juice. Since they're supposed to return to New Japan, are we not going to see them for a while? Is that why Violent by Design got the titles? What's going to happen? Are they going to win them back at Slammiversary? I don't know what's going to happen, guys. It's going to be a very iffy subject as to what's going to happen. I'm excited and anxious to see this. I, you know, I'm not happy that the way that Finn Juice lost, but you know that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But we all know Finn Juice gets a contractional rematch. It's just a matter as to when and where David Finley and them take their shot. We're going to have to wait and see. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all one more time for listening because without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. Remember, follow me on social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, or on my Instagram, at In the Ring with Brandy. You know, hit me up, tell me what you think, give me your ideas. I love to hear you and all your ideas. Pitch me whatever. I'll pitch it back. We, you know, we can have a great conversation. Also, tell your friends about In the Ring with Brandy. Tell everybody. Yeah, I love getting listeners, so I would love to get you know, you'll get some more and get some more ideas. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. I appreciate y'all so much. Y'all don't know what I would do without you guys. Again, remember, follow me on social media. Thank you for listening. See you next time with more wrestling action. Have a good night. Thank you so much.